This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 192 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and I'm joined by Gaz this week who has just put his face very close to his webcam and scared the shit out of me. How are you doing mate? Are you well? I'm all, I, I've, I've had a traumatic week, Ben. Oh, what's happened? I've had a traumatic week. I haven't spoken about this off air particularly, but um, yeah, it, it's been a problematic week. So um, Monday, I, I getting out, well, Saturday, uh, I, I didn't eat anything um, after the game. I just went straight to the pub uh, and I ended up <laughs> having a, a chat to chat to God through the old porcelain mouthpiece. Um, unfortunately, as a consequence of that, I put my back out um, retching, so I was struggling on Monday to move. Uh, Tuesday, I was meant, or Wednesday, I was meant to nip out in the car, and the handbrake was frozen, uh, oh, wow. so I couldn't get out in the car. Uh, and then uh, last night, um, I was fingered by a pensioner. Do you want to elaborate on that, or are you just going to leave that one in the air? <laughs> I didn't know the best way to put it. He obviously wasn't a pensioner. He's actually a nurse practitioner. Uh, at the oh, okay, that makes um, sense. But yeah, I, I, I'm as a 44 year old man, I have managed um, primarily to get through life without having um, internal examinations of, of any description. So yesterday, I had my first internal um, examination. Fair enough. Well, there we go. I mean, I can't say mine's mine's been quite as quite as uh, eventful as that, but uh, I did manage to get my MOT down from six hundred plus quid to five hundred and fifty, so I was happy with that. Really, say happy. What is it um, you drive, by the way? Fiesta. Oh, okay. Well, there you go then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ford um, stands for forever off road damaged. Yep, pretty much. Um, so uh, yeah, that was that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's been. It's been a, a bit of a relatively... I keep forgetting what day it is. Tonight, I keep thinking it's Friday, even though I know it's Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. But as yeah. people are listening to this, it's Friday, so you might spin them out. Well, well yeah, but like it's... Yeah, because we're sort of... We're going down south tonight as opposed to Friday. It's just it's messed my head up. And obviously, you know, Christmas time, everyone's taking time off at work. It's all mad, but... Uh... I had my head messed up Saturday, so Saturday morning really funny i was kind of fee- we were rushing around because we were getting out to go christmas shopping before wickham uh, and so i was going to walk the dog and fee had to go and get petrol so she shouted down last thing she shouted down as i was putting my boots on to walk the dog don't forget your keys to lock the door so i've walked out literally got 100 yards down the road oh i've got my keys so i messaged her i got my keys so we came back she, oh you're always forgetting stuff so me being the sake get that i am as we were leaving the house to go to to lincoln i said and i've got everything i've got my coat i've got my debit card i've got even got my glasses and i went like that with my glasses in her face as i walked out the door um and then we pulled up in lincoln we went christmas shopping i went back to the car i got all the way down to the ground with two bags full of books and i'd left my glasses in her car um yep. which was a real yeah you know yeah you were there dad was yep. there no doubt everyone was chuckling so that was a real climb down. So I had done my 10,000 steps um, before the game even kicked off on uh, Saturday. <laughs> well, there we go. No, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, you even you even missed you even missed a pint from me, man. That's how. I know, actually. Yeah, I did. 
And, and I don't know how it is because dad seems to like you and dad doesn't like a lot of people at all. <laughs> and he always goes on that. that. Ben's a good lad. He's a nice lad. And when you buy him a pint, you're his mate forever. That's that's <laughs> kind of the rule with dad. So when I came back and I, I met up with him, we went in the ground. He went, Ben bought me a pint. No, he refused a pint from you, didn't he? Did you he offer did for, to buy him one? And he I, didn't... I said, I said, do you want one? He says, no, I'm all right. I says, no, it's honestly, you know, I don't mind it. He says, yeah, all right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't take a lot of persuading to have a second pint, <laughs> does Dad? But, so, uh, but it's yeah, good no, that but... there was some excitement around the game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you, we are sort of waffling a little bit. I mean, we're what four minutes in, and we've we've not yet talked about football, but it's because Saturday wasn't the most exciting of games and it was it was bloody cold i think everyone had about six layers on everyone was not quite split loyalties but i think everyone had one eye on the evening um you, you sort of said that you, you kind of did in the in the piece you, you were going to watch the england game i watched it i didn't consider england at all during the afternoon it was it was just it was too cold it's too cold to enjoy football on Saturday, but uh, yeah, it, it just the game never really got going. I think both teams cancelled each other out, didn't they? And it was um, it, it just kind of led to nothing. And I think we had a, a little chat between ourselves in the uh, in the group chat on WhatsApp. And within about twenty minutes, we sort of said, "Yeah, this one's got nil nil all over it." And yeah. um, it's well, it ended up being the case. So yeah, was, yeah. not not wasn't... a huge amount created, not a huge amount. I don't think anybody would have been disappointed if they if if the other team had maybe nicked it. But really, I'd, well, I think I would have been I, gutted for a start. I think, yeah, I think we would have been saying that. So, um, so, so, are you are you you forget? Do you have you got lazy in the podcast with Jake, and you think you can say stuff like that and not get pulled up on it? No, no, I just didn't think. Yeah. <laughs> The, the truth it's been a long is, week. It's been a the, long week. The truth is, right, we drew nil nil with Charlton a couple of weeks ago, and it was boring. I didn't find Saturday's game boring. I found it engrossing from a nerd's point of view. So if you, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if you go to the football and you want end to end stuff, it was crap. But actually, you say two teams cancelling each other out. I think that was Charlton was two teams not even bothering to cancel each other out. Just absolutely one hundred percent happy with nil nil. Whereas for me, it, it was kind of engrossing on, on Saturday. And I did get quite into it. Um, I, I felt that we, we we started brightly against a team that I think should be in probably the top 10 or 12 in the division. I mean, their squad you know, that they put out on Saturday wasn't hugely different to the one that they brought earlier in the season in February when it was one all and they had 27 efforts and goal and everybody was saying they're one of the best teams in the division. So actually for me, it was more a case of what it was almost like looking at Mark Kennedy's Lincoln and Michael Appleton's Lincoln. How are they going to do against essentially the same, the same team, the same players, the same approach. And it doesn't happen very often. You, you know, your managers change, your players change, but Wickham actually are fairly constant and they have been fairly constant. They're really good players in Gareth McCleary. Uh, Met me was he's really good. Jack Grimmer uh, uh, up top there, Brandon Hanlon again, and we know what you know. We know what these players are going to do. So I found it engrossing, but not in an interesting way. As, as in, like you know, if you're used to watching boxing uh, and then somebody makes you sit down and watch a game of chess, you ain't going to enjoy it. And and that was what it was. It wasn't a boxing match; it was a chess match. And I actually, I thought we shaded it. And actually, I, I, when you say, you know, I understand what you mean when you say people wouldn't have been disappointed if Wickham had nicked it. What you're saying is they were probably the better team. I, mm. And I marginally disagree with that. I think they hit the post, but they created very, very little. Whereas in the last 10, 15 minutes, I thought we had three or four you know, half scuffed efforts, certainly nothing serious. But we had 11 shots, they had five. Yeah, mm. so I would have been really disappointed if the team with five shots, one on target, had, had snuck it over the team with eleven shots and and well, <laughs> one on target. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. Nil nil was yeah. absolutely the fair result. Yeah, it was. I, you know, that that's kind of. I think coming away from it, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of grumbling about. Oh, it's just another draw. Like you know, I thought it was a it, it was a game where. The teams, well, yeah, they they cancelled each other out. So that's basically the only way I can really think about putting it. But like they they played well enough, we played well enough, and I think the threats were dealt with extremely well by the defence. Um, I know, um, 
I know uh, Gab was there on on commentary for Wickham, and he he watched. Um, he basically said that you know he was very impressed with the defence um, for Lincoln, which, which you know I agree with. Um, and yeah, there wasn't a huge amount getting past them, was there, on Saturday? No, um, we the three at the back proved its worth. Um, yeah. I thought Paddy O'Connor seemed to play through the pain barrier throughout the game. He took an injury early on. He was limping yeah. and that sort of thing. I think he's taken a batter and he's a warrior. I say, um, was that the same? Did it look like the same injury that he, he had the painkillers for in the last game? I don't know. I don't know which ones he had the painkillers for. Um, it was but playing. I think what I would say yeah. is with 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 Paul on the flank, just if Black Gross, I know the one. I, I I didn't know what injury he had. I knew he'd had painkillers on the game. It was the home game against Morecambe, I think, mm. where he went off and took him, wasn't it? Or was it the away game? Was it Shrewsbury? It was the away, no, it was Shrewsbury it was the away, away game. Yeah, it was Shrewsbury. Uh, I don't know whether it was the same injury or not. Um, but what I do like is the three: Walsh, Jackson, and O'Connor. I mean, what mm-hmm. a what what a back three that is, and Paul. Um, looking every bit a wing back, J- uh, Jamie Robson's getting quite a lot of stick from people. I thought he was excellent. I thought they tried to target mm-hmm. him in the air, and I thought that he stood up to that really well. So much so that they, I think they targeted him with the first ball. I think the first ball was literally a crossfield ball at Jamie Robson. I thought he stood up to it really well. I thought Virtue and Sanders were better in midfield than their parent. Bear in mind, they have Josh Gowan, who played regularly in the Championship, uh, but without kind of being outstanding, if you know what I mean. You know, yeah. it, it was, it, if it was, a, you know, I, I go back to boxing, but there was no knockouts. If it was a points decision, you, neither team could have argued being given it on points, I don't think. Mm. I think we were slightly better. I think Wickham fans tend to think they were a little bit wasteful. I saw some people, whether it's our fans or whatever, calling our performance horrific or calling it a horrific game of football. It really wasn't. It wasn't as bad as Charlton. Um, It's not end to end. It's not thrilling. But do you know what? I see people commenting things, and you know me. I don't like. I'm not calling out fans here, but I see people saying, "Oh, cost of living crisis. If we don't start attacking, people are going to stop going to the football." At the end of the day, if you're only going to Sinsel Bank expecting us to attack, you're going for the wrong reasons. I go because I'm a Lincoln City fan, and it isn't always outstanding. We had 11 shots on goal. Do you know what I mean? We had three against Charlton and I saw lots of parallels between the two games. They're very, very different games but with the same outcome. It's a result bias. If we nick that 1-0, everybody raves about it. It's just, yeah, yeah, I don't like result reactivity, but that's unfortunately football these days. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it felt, it it didn't feel anywhere near as as negative coming away from the game as it did against against Charlton. Um, I I thought, you know, it was definitely a, a, a point gained rather than, you know, Two lost um, on Saturday. Um, as cliched as that is, it, it definitely felt like it was a you know a well earned yeah, point yeah. on the board. Yeah, um, we agree on that, Ben. Yeah. Wow. Bloody hell! It must be Christmas. Right. Um, but oh, yeah, I'm just, you know. I'm just angling after that pint at Bolton. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much it is. I know how much a beer is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was you know I think not a huge amount. Really, more to say um, no. about the game. No, um, we're done and dusted. Let's let's move yeah. on. Yeah, but um, there is one thing that we we said we'd say in the uh, in the intro bit, but I think we both skipped over it. But if you made it this far already, stay tuned to the end because we do have uh, an announcement, which you know we'll, is actually quite exciting. It's a um, podcast based announcement. It's like you know we're not we're not yes. announcing anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, podcast-based announcement, and then we'll have another one in a couple of weeks' time. Hopefully, we will. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we've got two big things coming up. One of them, literally, on this listen. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but then Tuesday night, um, under twenty ones, Everton's under twenty ones came to Central Bank, um, and by all accounts, it was even colder. Um, there was, it looked like there was frost on the ground from all the photos. Um, yeah. I, I didn't go. Um, I didn't think you went either. Did you? I watched it. You watched it. We I listened to it. Company. Yeah, we, we we listened to it because we had uh, we had Operation Don't House. It, it's just, just 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 you know. We're trying to get clean. the house clean because we've got relatives coming. So, yeah, um, just, yeah, to be honest, but man. yeah, listen to it and um, sounded all right. Like you know, first half we sounded very very promising. Um, we sounded like by far the better team. Second half. Um, a bit of a lapse in concentration, I think, is probably the, the best way of saying how it sounded. Um, Everton got two quick goals to come back, and then uh, we sort of got our heads together and, and 
ran away with it towards the end. Um, listening back to the interview, Mark Kennedy said he was actually really disappointed and quite angry at halftime, um, which was something that I wouldn't have guessed from the commentary. Um, so, I mean, you, you saw more of it. I've only seen the highlights. Um, how did you see it play out on, on Tuesday? Well, I thought the first 15, 20 minutes, it looked like the under-21 games often look like, you know, with us not looking in any danger, looking like we should score. Um, and then I, I just, we didn't take our foot off the gas. There was one or two players, I think, just maybe began to coast a bit. Um, I don't like to call players out. I don't think Lass looked particularly brilliant, unfortunately. Um, I didn't think we were going to concede. We got the goal. I was impressed by that. Um, I think Danny Mandrew took time to get into the game, but once he did, I thought that he he looked really positive. And I just, yeah, it got to half time one nil. I thought, well, this is going to end two three nil. Nice. Do you know what I mean? It, it, that, mm. it, it did feel that comfortable. But credit to Everton, I thought in terms of physicality, they they certainly tried to go up against us. It didn't look like men against boys, and some of these games have. You know, the Newcastle game was. I know we only won that. I think two nil, but even so, it was. It was kids. Do you know what I mean? You mm. can see it's kids. And when we've played other teams at this, you know, you can see their kids. And Everton came out in the second half. They made a change. They brought on, uh, and it's going to be everyone can chuckle at me again because of the. I'm going to try and pronounce uh, the the lad's name. Akaronquo. Um, so they they started basically as a four one four one, and they went two up top in the second half. So they absolutely went for it. I really liked that kid. Everyone going on about Tom Cannon. Great, great talent. Um, but Okawonkro, um, pardon my, my pronunciation, I, I really like this kid. And do you know what? We we were asleep. And whether it was to do, I think Mark Kennedy tried to take the blame. I think he tried to take a little bit of it away from his players. Keep saying he does it. When he says, um, I was angry, and I think it was a reaction to that, he's, saying, he's going, so I'll take that. I, I'm not so sure. I think what you said was right. We came out a little bit half asleep. Um, we didn't really, I don't think, pick up on their change quick enough. They were vibrant. I thought they were quick in the attack. They were two really nice finishes. Cannon's goal was a wonderful finish. Mm-hmm. But that was brilliant for, for me because it meant then that we had to show our character. I thought yeah. last came into it in the second half. Um, I thought uh, Danny Mandrew, again, as I've said, I thought was excellent. I thought Matty Virtue was superb. Across the back, Paul um, and, and, and Rowan, excellent. Aoma maybe misplaced a pass or two. Um, but we showed some massive, massive character to get back into the game. Huge mm-hmm. character. Um, I'm not so sure it was a penalty, if I'm honest. Uh, it looked a bit soft. Yeah, it looked very soft. It looked like Tom, Tom going down a little bit too easy. I think if you're a Lincoln fan, you go, he used all his experience there. If you're an Everton under 21s fan, you go, he, he went down too easily, but you get back in the game. And then, you know, do you know what I mean? I, I think I wrote it that I said, when you give young players at this level, these are top, top young players, like one or two of these players will play Premier League football, championship football on a regular basis. When you give them confidence, mm-hmm. that's when they're at the most dangerous. So when they went two, one up, I felt that they could then run away with it. And was it them that put four or something or a massive amount past Hartlepool? I I forget what the score was. They absolutely thumped Hartlepool, I think. I'd have to look it up. So I thought we showed Uh, great Yes, Yeah, they put six past Hartlepool. Six past Hartlepool. Um, I thought Sean Rowan was excellent. And bear in mind, Rowan is no older than these kids. Do you know what I mean? Rowan, Sean Rowan could be playing in that team. If he had made the move, this is the competition he'd be playing in. He looked like a man playing um, for Mm. me. And then, yeah. yeah, okay, it was 4-2. But to be fair, you know, with one of the last kicks of the game we score, but three or four kicks before that, Jordan Rice pulled off a great save to stop it going to 3-3. So, yeah, exciting game, but money in the bank. 40 grand, yeah. I think? 40 grand, yeah, that's what they were saying on the radio. Oh, right. So that kind of makes up for um, financially from the, uh, yeah, the FA Cup one, doesn't it? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, this is if, a, if you want to split hairs over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, when you say you want a cup run, you want a cup run, people think a cup run is all about going in the FA Cup, like Oxford got Arsenal at home, that they think that's a cup run, then yeah, it'll earn them some money. Get to the final in this, and bear in mind we've drawn Accrington in the next mm-hmm. round for the third time at home in six years, I think. We get Accrington in this competition. Yep. <laughs> um, and bear in mind in those two games, we scored seven, by the way. Um, so I, you know, there's a real chat, no disrespect to Accrington. But any team at home in this competition at this level is a chance to progress. What is it 60 grand for the next round, 50 grand for the next round? Then, yeah, you've made up for the FA Cup. So, do you know what? 
you can call this trophy as much as you want. If you're listening at home and you're a boycotter, you know, I have a fundamental problem with us playing under 21 teams, mm-hmm. but I don't have a problem with us being two games from Wembley, 50 grand richer, Danny Mandrio and Tom Hopper getting minutes in that they wouldn't have otherwise got. And we've got another game now where we can get minutes into players who won't be getting league action. And for me, in the absence of reserve team football or serious reserve team football, these sorts mm-hmm. of games are, are, are fantastic from the club. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think even, you know, even, even those that are boycotting, I, I saw a, a post from, I think it was, I think Connor was saying the other day, you know, obviously quite heavily involved with 617. And he said, it's not about, wanting the club to you know wanting the team to get knocked out of the competition so that they don't progress it's like if they you know if the club progresses and make money in the competition then that's fine it's just that they're not going to be supporting it due to the reasons yeah, I get that. Um, I, do you know what the other thing I, I, sorry people when you talk about boycotting they talk about this competition being a gateway to mm-hmm. uh, big clubs putting b teams in i, I don't buy into that i understand mm-hmm. why people do but what I think you've also got to remember is this competition partly was put in place as a reaction uh, to England's um, failure to perform in the 2014 and subsequently 2016 major tournaments in the World Cup and the, um, the uh, Euros. So part of Burton and St George's Park and giving youngsters more, you know, there was this kind of overall plan to try and improve the level of young players. Now, you shouldn't do, you should do that by stopping big clubs hoarding them, but you don't. Mm-hmm. So I think you, know, you look at Bukai Saka, for instance, got his first senior football in this competition with Arsenal, Um sort of under 21 so yeah if you support in England and you want England to do well actually this is partly a, a you know it is a route for some of those young players to go through and we might not see the benefit of that for, for a little while yet so yeah you know what I didn't go I didn't go to the Morecambe game I probably will go now to the Accrington game if I'm honest because mm-hmm. it's we've gone farther and further in the competition with one game from going into the semi-finals that you know now I'll go I don't go because I'm boycotting, I go because I don't go because I won't watch us play under twenty one teams. Basically, are there, are there still any under twenty one teams left in the? No, nope. um... okay. nope, they've gone. Bolt there. All of them went out. And all of them conceded for Cheltenham beat Chelsea for two. For, no, but Cheltenham, but Cheltenham beat Chelsea under twenty ones four 0 and Bolton beat Man United twenty ones four 0 So I think the know, only the only team that went through that didn't score four was Portsmouth on Tuesday night. Yeah. And they got three. But, uh... What what price on a Lincoln Portsmouth final? <sighs> what price on that? Because actually, did I see Bolton have drawn Portsmouth? There probably two of the three teams looking at it. Plymouth being the other one that uh, that you are, are in that pack of ten above us, if you know what mm. I mean. So I yeah. think the other teams you've got Salford, you've got Port Vale, you've got FC Wimbledon, you've got Cheltenham, you've got Bristol Rovers, you've got Accrington, you've got us. Yeah, we're all pretty much of a muchness bar Salford in the division below. But you know, so Bolton, Portsmouth, one of the big clubs goes out. Plymouth have still got to get through, I think. I think they've got AFC Wimbledon, and if they get through that, I think then they're away at Cheltenham. I might be wrong. Do you know what I mean? By the time it gets if if we could progress to the semi-finals, it, you could get to a point where you're kind of looking at, you know. Port Vale, Salford, yeah. Cheltenham. Great opportunity for, for Mark Kennedy, particularly, to mm. get his first silverware as well. Absolutely. Um, but obviously, the, you know, there was a bit of a downside. Um, ben House came on and then was stretched off uh, shortly before the end of the game. Um, it sounded quite distressing for Ben at the time. Um, it seemed, I think they said that, you know, going down the tunnel, I think he was... Uh, looking quite upset, as he did. Um, haven't heard any more news come out. I know Mark Kennedy said they were possibly hoping to hear something today, being Thursday, um, but I haven't seen anything about it. Um, but he did indicate that it might not be as serious as it first looked. Um, yeah, I'm just having a look now, because I, I don't think they've done the press conference, have they? I think the presser is tomorrow morning. Right, OK. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the incident wasn't on the, you know, wasn't on the highlights for probably for obvious reasons. Um, but I didn't see, well, I didn't really hear about what what happened. Was it was it a bad challenge or did he just? Um, yeah, I, I just, do you know what? It it's hard. I think it was hard. Um, kind of going back to what you said first of all about watching him go off because um, 
you did look in distress and you do kind of whenever a player's kind of stretched up, you do. I don't think it was malice, if I'm honest. I think the conditions no. may have may have contributed as well. Um it, I think it looked worse because of the way that he's kind of he's actually gone down, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So we shall see. Um the the thing is, I, I the not it's not silver lining, but the one thing to say is that if he is out injured and we're struggling to get Tom back. We've only got a handful of games. You know, we've only got probably two games um, mm. in the league. Three, Cheltenham, Burton and Bolton before we can bring a player in anyway. So, yeah, it, it's not ideal. Ben House is a big part of the first team squad, like the first 11, not just the first team squad. Um, but at the same time, you, you're not too disappointed when you've got Tom Hopper to come in. It's just what you do if you need to take Tom off after 60 minutes. What do you do then? And things. So for me, it was just the only disappointing thing I think is given the number of games that we've got coming up, actually having to bring Ben on in that situation rather than bringing Freddie Draper on or rather than bringing on a another, the mystery striker that we haven't had all season that you and I have said all season. Yeah. We wish we'd signed, but the budget is what the budget is. And we didn't sign one. So we've got to go on with it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously best wishes to Ben. Hopefully he's, uh, he, he can, uh, Recover quite quickly. Um, not that I, not that he listens. <laughs> but you we did have Max. Max Sanders followed me on Twitter the other day. Oh, there we go. No, not that he listens to the podcast. Obviously, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> listen to the podcast, and I'm on it. Well, that's fair. To be fair, I, I don't really listen all that much anymore, unless I'm not on it. So I don't listen when you when I'm not on it. I can't oh, stand those two presenters. Do you know the ones that stand in when I'm not? Like, oh, Jesus Christ! Actually, Jake's what? all right. Jake's not hey. bad. Chris and Jake, that's a bit harsh. Um, I've always no. been on it holding Chris's hand. I've never let, I've never, Chris is my friend. I don't put, I don't let you guys talk to him. Did we not do one the other week with me, Chris and Jake? Oh, yeah, yeah. But that, the only reason that I let, because I knew with you and Jake together, it was just going to be a mess. So we had to put Chris on it just to kind of, because it was talking about stuff that you that know That time about, is slipping away from you it? very quickly. No, my it was. Because do you remember, we were talking on the WhatsApp group and we set, we set a thing and you said, you said, oh, I don't know much about this. I think we'd said, we're going to talk about Lincoln City and football. And you'd gone on and said, I don't know much about this. So we sent we sent Chris in because he... Swivel. Swivel. I did yes. that last night, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was It'd be a different finger, mate. Um, yeah, but, it's never nice yeah. having a grown man wiping lubricant from you. Anyway. Ugh. Did you get one of those big foam fingers as a celebration afterwards? You, <laughs> you get the lollipops. You get lollipops no. at the doctors if you've done well. No, all I all I got in celebration was cream and a hospital appointment. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, obviously, we did have a little bit of shock news was it earlier in the week. Well, you've missed um, one out, haven't you? No. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm going off my bit of paper, not the not the not, thing there. not the actual running order that I've put yeah. in the chat. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, do yeah. do your bit first, Ben. Let's I mean, suppose, do, do your I, bit. I suppose first. they're both shock and bit of shock. Yeah, ones, but I they? thought, yeah, go on then. Um, so yeah, obviously the the game on. Game next week against Southampton. Um, I am going back to the running order, so don't give me that look. Fuck off. Um, game against Southampton uh, is being moved from Wednesday to Tuesday. Um, I don't think anybody's happy about this, really. Um, I think the club anticipated that it was going to be a, a, a bad announcement. Um, I don't really think that there was much that they could have done about it. Um, obviously, those that have got travel plans... I've had those sort of thrown into a little bit of chaos. I did see one person saying that he was potentially, well, I think they said they were flying over um, and they've had to work all that out. But yeah, it it's a, a game in a, you know, a game in a competition against a Premier League club. I've been sort of looking forward to it for a bit. And then everybody that was going to go has had the, the travel plans thrown up in the air with about a week to go. Um, not ideal, was it? No. Sorry, no, it's not. I Elaborate. Um, I, I don't want to get into the reasons for it because I don't want to start talking yeah. politics and all that sort of thing. But no, of course, it's not ideal. Um, I don't think that they should have looked to have to crowbar this um, this game in at this stage. And mm -hmm. I think you know, a couple of years ago when we got, I say a couple of years ago now, 23 years ago. <laughs> but when we got through with Emily, we played Emily and with the replay was... Um, one of the, the worst FA nights Cup. of my life. Yeah, it was the FA Cup, though, wasn't it? Well, not the Coca-Cola <laughs> Cup. But what I mean is the replay was right before Christmas, December the 17th. And even then, that was it was kind of 
we didn't want to play that week. But you don't want a midweek game the week before Christmas. And, yeah. and OK, the FA Cup replay, maybe. But League Cup, actual League Cup round, for me, it just, you know, it's been, it, it's because, in my opinion, the FA, uh, the, the World Cup and all of this sort of stuff, they've crowbarred this in. Yeah. But there is a misconception that the game was moved from the Tuesday to the Wednesday in the first place. It wasn't. And that's what some people were kicking off about, going, well, it should never have been moved in the first place. It was always scheduled for the Wednesday. It was never scheduled for the Tuesday. It hasn't been mm-hmm. moved and moved back. So I, I think that's partly the part of the misconception. So, But it's out of the club's hands, I think, as much as, as, it, as it is. You know, We're not the home team, so we are really at the behest of the, the visiting team, uh, or the home team, rather. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, we might as well look ahead slightly to the game then. Um, how are we said we were going to? Yeah, yeah no, I, that was a. I, you, I listened to the the pod that you did with Chris, and he, he picked it up and he said, "Oh, you know, I shouldn't mention when we do segues." And I was trying to do a little bit of a segue there, just okay. to uh, be a bit pro, and then you go and fuck it all up. Um, but no, I mean, what what are we expecting from it? Because it. It's always, you know, we looked at, we looked ahead to Bristol City, didn't we? And said we weren't probably expecting too much, and then we went away and ran away with it. Um, I can't see us doing the same on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. Um, but I think as long as we give a decent account of ourselves, we're not going to be uh, not going to be too bad coming away from it. Yeah, I can see it being um, one of those games where if we if we go there and we keep it tight for twenty five minutes. Um, you could see us you know, Are we talking out. about your exam yesterday still? <laughs> you could see us holding out for a while. So, yeah, I, I, there was no point in me trying to keep it. I wasn't going to try and fight him off. It was, <laughs> at the end of the day, it was what it was. Um, so, Joy, I, I think if we go there and we keep it tight, we treat it like we did at Ipswich and Barnsley and that sort of thing. The longer the game goes on, the harder it might get for them. I don't think it's one where you're going to turn the crowd quickly because it's a new manager. They're going to be behind him. There's going to be that bounce. He's going to want to get off to a good start. I think the only reason that the new manager works in our favour is you're more likely to have paying fans going through the door so we make the money out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't expect us to go there and get anything from the game. Um, not because we can't. We've proven that we are more than capable of it. I just think it's a bad time to play Southampton from a footballing perspective and a great time to play them from a commercial perspective. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, yeah, I just expect us to go there and not get rolled over. You know, like we played Liverpool and we lost 7-2 the other year. We gave yeah. it a go, but we conceded goal after goal after goal. I'd like to see us go and, and even if we're a little bit tighter, if we go and do what we did at Ipswich and Barnsley and just keep it tight, fight hard. You know, if, if Nathan Jones plays a weakened side, and there's every chance he will. I mean, now it's been moved probably less. But do you know what I mean? Because they've got games coming up as well. And the Premier League is where, you know, he's got to keep him in the Premier League. If he plays a week inside, then there's every opportunity that actually a full strength Lincoln City can go and get into him. But do we want to go full strength? We've got Cheltenham on Saturday. We've got Ben House currently out injured. We've got Burton. Massive, massive game. Got a you know, Burton Boxing Day. Big game. One of winning that game. Bolton at home. Another home game. Can we go unbeaten mm. all the way through to the beginning of the year? It's an inconsequential game in reality, and mm. and it's worth progress. Brilliant if we progress and we get a big draw. It's if some buts. There's no prize money on offer either. So I think we've just got to go there, give a good account of ourselves, not get shamed, pocket money. You know we're going to be in the EFL, uh, the Checker Trade Trophy or the least uh, Papa John's Trophy. Um, you know that's where we might get to Wembley. So. Yeah, I just hope the people that are able to go enjoy it, and I feel for those that are not able to go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, so the only thing left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. 
Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, 100%. It was you know just a bit of a, a disappointment, I think, if you've got everything booked and you're not able to get the refunds. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, the club did put a, a statement out saying if people were struggling to get refunds from third parties to get in touch. I think it was feedback at the redimps.com. Um, okay. to, you know, to see if the club were able to do anything um, to at least help them out in that respect. So if you, you know, if you have struggled to get your money back from a hotel or a, a train company or whatever it is, um, you know, get in touch with a club and, you know, they might be able to help you out in some way, shape or form. I don't know what that would be, but, you know, they're, they're trying to make it right for people that are, are going to be struggling with it. So fair play on that one, I think. Uh-huh. Um, right. So next up, is uh, the other bit of a bit of a shocker last week um, or this week? Sorry, uh, Mike Garrity's gone um, over to QPR. Uh, the interesting thing in that was that we said that we'd had a um, a release clause in uh, Mike's contract, but uh, yeah, going over to QPR was making us up up to the championship. Decent move for him, by the sounds of it. Decent move for us in that we get some compensation for him. Um, but I, I don't know how much it would throw things off at the training ground. And obviously, you know, everybody's a cog in the machine. Um, but it sounds like it, it could be a bit of a miss for us. Yeah, I think it's a blow, if I'm honest. Um, I, was really, yeah. I was really happy when Mike Garrity came into the club. I um, thought he brought a, a level of coaching experience, working with young players. Mark Kennedy often referenced him in interviews, saying what a big person, personality he was. I think when you think about it in real terms, if you're a player going into training, this is somebody who you're around every day, who's training you every day, who's taking sessions, who you're working with closely. So whilst we see him in the dugout, and, and sometimes I think as fans, you fall into the trap of seeing the assistant as a peripheral figure. Actually, they're an integral part of the management team. Whilst Mark Kennedy is the focal point that we see, Mike Garrity will be, you know, as much a point of reference for for the players as as Mark will be. So, mm. the impact will be interesting to see. I think probably from what I what I understand, you know, he's, it was something I think that was was in the pipeline anyway. So I don't know how much of the how much he missed before the Wickham game. It's good that we got a release course. I think it shows business acumen that, that to take Mike Garrity, somebody had to give us some money. Um, yeah, you have to move forward. I did an interview with um, LSJ, the, the, the university radio station, and I was asked, who would you like to come in? You never know, dear. That's the point. You don't know mm-hmm. who, who you want to come in. All I want, I think, to replace Mike Garrity is somebody that comes in and complements the existing management structure the point i made there which um, i'll make again is mike garrity was brought in based on his cv wasn't brought in because he was mark kennedy's mate um mm-hmm. and, and my he's gone now off to uh, qpr because he knows neil critchley neil critchley wants to work with him my michael appleton came in and um, he knew david curse like you know you tend to get managers bringing in people they know mark kennedy brings in or mark and jez the current Lincoln city team are bringing in people based on what they do who they are the cv rather than a personal connection um, I think that was interesting when we brought Mike Garrity in. And I think in terms of a replacement, you know, it's going to be a very process orientated thing rather than a well, I used to work with this guy type thing. And I think, yeah, that, yeah. hopefully, I think that's to the benefit of the club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it it almost goes to show that you know we, well, it was a bit of a coup when we did sign Mike Garrity, um, because. The fact is now he's moved up a step to the championship, and like you say, yes, it's partly part of the reason maybe because he's he's worked with uh, with Critchley before. Um, but the fact is, he's now at a championship level, and we had him on our books at the start of the season to to kind of work through that. So I think that's a, a you know feather in the club's cap at least. It's just now, like you said, we we are going to recruit for the job rather than bring in somebody that that Mark knows and says, oh yeah, he's mate, he'll do the job. Um, and I, th- I seem to recall, actually, when we spoke to Mark at the start of the season, he said that he was actually really excited to work with Mike because mm. he'd heard good things and he, you know, he had a good reputation. So hopefully we can bring in someone of a sim- uh, similar calibre. You never know. never know. So yeah, there we go. Um, next bit of news is something that I genuinely didn't know about until about five minutes before we started this podcast. Um, so Gaz is going to take this one away. 
Um, but it is to do with a team in America. Go on, guys. Yeah, sorry, I was just looking in the feed. I'm concerned that I've I've chopped a little bomb in my yeah, it's, it's definitely it's kind of anyway so yeah enough beard talk um yes yeah, so we uh, you'll know now uh the listening that we've announced a link up with san diego loyal sc who are the club that landon donovan manages um it seems to be more a commercial link up so i don't think it's going to be player loans and that sort of thing i think it's interesting um kind of look at san diego and think well they're not mls so they're not going to be that big when you think about how huge america are is and MLS has got no promotional relegation. San Diego kind of playing in the level below that. So actually, it's it's a decent sized club um, in a, in a country where I think it's more about commercial opportunity. Where we're looking at spreading. I don't think we're going to be sending players online to San Diego. I don't think we're going to be taking players from them. I think we're looking at commercial link ups and opportunities instead. I think I think the player loan thing is definitely uh, one of those one sided uh, one sided opportunities for players, isn't it? It's like if you're in Lincoln, so you get to go to San Diego for six months, and in San Diego, it's like, yeah, we're going to send you to Lincoln. Um, oh, what Nebraska? No, in 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 England. I think Lincoln in England is better than Lincoln in Nebraska, isn't it? Well, I suppose in some respects. Um, I mean, I would say that, but like you know, obviously, you you, you say to someone, "Oh, you're going to go to England for a bit." It's, oh, I'm going to go to London. I'm going to meet the Queen or the King. Rather, it's like, yeah, no, you're not. You're, you're going to go to Lincoln. Um, okay, or or you tell people who play at San Diego in a six thousand capacity stadium um, that you're going to go and play. Stop against, googling against against, really wrong. against Ipswich. No, no, what I meant, I, I, that wasn't what I was Googling. I was looking at their players. But the point is, if you tell somebody in San Diego you're going to go play you know, in the English league and you're going to be facing off against Ipswich and Portsmouth and, and teams like that, I, I don't think that will happen. I think that it's, no. it's purely a commercial thing. We're going to be looking at that kind of hookup. You never know. There might be opportunity. I don't think we'll go to America for a pre-season tour. But there might be opportunity for a friendly at some point. I mean, bloody hell, we played Ferenc Varos of Hungary for one friendly. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it'd be interesting to see how it manifests. The, the key for me is it's a further tie to Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan is huge in America, and I can't understate this enough. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've got a team of writers uh, who, I, who I work with on a on a daily basis, and one of them is uh, based in Chicago. And he messaged me like, "Oh, your man's on telly." and Basically, he was one of the main anchors on the World Cup coverage for for the US. So whereas, you know, we've got the likes of Roy Keane and Gary Neville and people like that, they've got Landon Donovan. That's how big he is over there. So commercial opportunity is interesting. And I I think also we're looking for fresh investment. So having Mm -hmm. that link over there is important as well. So we shall see how it goes. I mean, it's news and we've talked about it. But it's the sort of news that, whilst it grabs a headline, we won't, I don't think, see the the, the real term outcome of that for a while. No, absolutely. Um, sponsored by Rocket League. Yes, I know. Yeah. A sponsor. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, was that foreshadowing, Kaz? Anyway, um, <laughs> um, so yeah, Jake has done a, uh, a preview for us this week ahead of the Cheltenham game. Uh, he is speaking, or he has spoken, sorry, to John Palmer of Gloucestershire Live. Um, the preview is up on the YouTube channel, so go check that out if you can. Um, and, uh, yeah, here's a little snippet of it. Let's talk about Cheltenham then. Obviously, they, they enjoyed a bit of a change over the um, the summer window, which I'm sure you've um, spoken about at length quite a few times. Um, Wayne Elliott came in for Michael Duff, who went to Barnsley. What sort of effect has that had on the football club, sort of in the in the day to day runnings or, or anything like that? Yeah, losing Duff was was a big blow because he obviously came in. The club looked like they're on they're on the way to the national league, mm. and he's taken the club to League One. He's achieved the highest ever finish, the fifteenth in League One. So, but I think there was there was a feeling at Cheltenham that you know enjoy it while it lasts. He is mm. going to be going on to bigger and better things at some point, and obviously he got that opportunity in the summer. Um, I think he probably felt like he'd. He'd probably done everything he needed to do at Cheltenham. He'd, he'd got them promoted. First league title win since they've been in the Football League. Highest ever finish. Had the Man City FA Cup game. So I think he got out while the going was really good and everyone wished him all the best. There was no there was no real animosity or anything like that. Um, and he will always be a legend at the club. Now, Wade Elliott taking over has probably given them the best chance of continuity because he had worked under Duff for the last two seasons. So it, although it was a big blow to lose Duff, I think appointing Elliott meant they were looking to continue in the same vein, not 
completely restructure everything. The director of football is the same. The coaching staff pretty much. Russell Milton's still there. Obviously, Wade Elliott's changed roles, but he's still there. So there, there was that little bit of continuity rather than sort of a fresh start. Yeah, and obviously, Wade Elliott's not done too badly, I don't think. Obviously, compared to the standards that Michael Duff set last year in League One, it was going to be hard to beat. But five points above the drop zone, and we're near to get, you know, we're getting into the Christmas period in a really competitive League One. And, and down the bottom, you know, you can see in these teams, they're all beating each other. That's a pretty good start, isn't it, for, for Wade Elliott, considering he, he didn't have much experience coming into the job. Yeah, I think most most Cheltenham fans would have settled for this start. Um, it's been a funny season because if if you offered any Cheltenham fan this position at this stage, I think they would have accepted it. But there's been a few there's been a few major bumps along the way, which have, which has given everyone a bit of a jolt. So the seven nil defeat in the FL Cup to Exeter was a was a bit of a shock to the system. The FA Cup exit to Alvechurch was another you know unwelcome shock to the system. And then the there's been a couple of performances in the league. Forest Green last Saturday, for example, was a, was a poor. It was a poor performance, but judging him over the whole period since he took over, I think he's done very well. He's probably exceeded expectations. But every time Cheltenham think they have sort of made a bit of progress, there seems to be something that brings them back down. Whether it's a cup upset to Alf Church or a disappointing league performance, but it's not going to be perfect. Cheltenham in League One is is always going to be tough. So I think to have this many points after this amount of games, he's He's doing a good job so far. Obviously, there are there are some star names on the on the Cheltenham team sheet. I think none more so than than Alfie May. Obviously, he's had a bit of an injury. He's come back now. Um, how's he been been looking this year as well? And also, how's he looked up in a top in a front two up with Big Dan and Lunderloo? Because obviously, he had a, a loan spell at Lincoln. Probably getting the better best out of him now in this second loan spell at Cheltenham. Would that be fair to say as well? Yeah, they've got the makings of a really good partnership, and they both they both have had injuries this season. Um, and at one point, Cheltenham were without both of them, and they really did struggle for goals. Mm. But they have struggled for goals in general this season. I think Dan's only got three um, in the league this season, which he, he'll be probably a little bit disappointed with. Obviously, mm. he does bring more than goals. He's 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 an unbelievable talent. Um, been a bit up and down. You can see why Southampton wanting to continue to develop mm. out on loan, getting regular football. But he, there's definitely a good player in there. He was one, not the only one, that was poor against Forest Green. He certainly wasn't the only one. And Alfie May, as you said, he, he is probably Cheltenham's most important attacking player by some distance because before Forest Green, I think he got he scored in his previous three league appearances. Just gets everybody going. The fans love him. Um, obviously, he scored. He did brilliantly last season to get 23 league goals, 26 in all competitions in a team that were, for a lot of the season, were sort of battling, looking over their shoulder. So him, him and Dan now being both back in there, up front together. They've got the makings of a good partnership. They didn't yeah. really get much in terms of quality service against Forest Green, so it's hard. You know, it's a bit unfair to pick on them. But I don't. I wouldn't say either of them were great in that game, but they they certainly have been um, showing potential. They obviously played together a bit last season when Dan was on loan for his first first spell. He got injured unfortunately, but he he was the one they wanted to bring in. And I'd say sometimes he looks Premier League, other times he's he struggled a bit. Totally yeah. unpredictable. Yep. So thanks for that, Jake. That's uh, quite informative. Um, I, I personally, if I'm honest, I've got to pick it up because Ben's still laughing from chatting <laughs> off air. Um, I've got to pick up. I actually think Cheltenham are a really dangerous side. And I look at some of the players that they've got and they've got the, the, the they can hurt you. I mean, Ryan Broom is a player I've liked for a long while now. Really nice footballer. I think he was at Plymouth last year. Obviously, they've got Dan and Lunderloo, who's, who's an odds on to score. Um, Alfie May, who's who's been a real danger against us before. They've got a lad called Charlie Brown, um, who was at MK Dons. He was a former Chelsea youngster. I think he scored in midweek. Uh, they've got Liam Serkin. Does, does someone hold the football for Charlie Brown? And then just as he's about to kick it, they pull it away. No, is that a Snoopy thing? Yeah, it's a Peanuts yeah, reference. Yeah, I'm not buying that. Um, uh, Wade Elliott, it looked like he was going to get fired, didn't it? I mean, the first few weeks, I think they lost 7-0 to Exeter, 2-0 to Portsmouth. Uh, they they were getting absolutely hammered. Um, irony, by the way, Cheltenham Exeter beat them seven nil in the League Cup, and then three weeks later they went to Exeter, or a week and a half later they went to Exeter and won one nil. Um, what I'd say about Cheltenham, in my opinion, you look at the results they lose against, and I said this I think about Shrewsbury, they lose against the teams you expect them to lose to, Sheffield Wednesday, Bristol Rovers, um, but then they beat the teams you would expect them to beat. Although they've had some good results recently, Charlton Wickham. Um, so yeah, just looking through 
They don't actually. I can't see where they've played many of the big clubs. Um, they beat Bolton as well, to be fair. So I, you know what? I think this is a really, really tough game for us. A really tough game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a a game that we the results have seemed to go kind of. I think looking back at the past results, we've had that. I think we lost. Was it twenty seventeen? And then we won. And then we've had a two draws, and two wins, and then obviously the the home win earlier on this season. The the big one for me was the the uh, the away game last season. It felt like a win coming away from it for me, even though. Sorry, did you just say a home win earlier this season against who? Early this year, sorry. Okay. Yeah, early this year. Um, but yeah, go, coming away from the game last year, it felt like we'd. It, it felt like a win, even though we, you know, we scored in the last minute, and then we unfortunately conceded pretty much straight after. I felt very positive coming away from that game because it was it almost signified a little bit of a turning point after a really bad run for us. Um, and I think if Cheltenham kind of put up the same sort of fight as they did that night, we are going to be in for a tough game um, on on Saturday. Um, I, when you look at the table, it's a game that I think maybe we probably should be winning. Um, and I think when you're right when you say that you you know they're probably a dangerous side, but just when you look at stuff, you kind of go, oh yeah, we should be beating Cheltenham, no problem. They're, they're kind of, I think if I remember rightly, they were among the favourites to go down this season. Um, yeah, they were. They changed the manager definitely. Yeah, um, but you know they, they've kind of they've done relatively well. Um, you know, like you said, you know, beating Bolton was a, a result that not many people expected from them. So. Yeah, I, I, I think we've got enough in us to win on Saturday. I think we, you know, if we play well enough again, and obviously depending on the injury situation with with uh, with, with Ben House and and potentially if you know if, if Mark takes Freddie Draper along with him, um, there's enough in the squad to win. Um, but it's it's just which of the two sides that we've seen over the past sort of couple of months really shows up. Like, I think we've been a lot more consistent recently. Um, in terms of performances, I mean, I think, well, maybe just count some of the Shrewsbury game. Um, but for the first half an hour or so at Shrewsbury, I thought we looked solid. I think if we can repeat repeat that sort of difficult to break down, difficult to beat mentality, I think we might be able to come away with something on Saturday. I think the key is they play three at the back and they usually in the league go two up top. So normally they play on Lundlew and May. Now, I think if they go two up top against our three at the back, we've got the capability to to handle that. Um, it's their three at the back that are interesting. They play Sean Long on the right of a back three centre-backs. And we know Sean mm. Long quite well. They've got a lad called Lewis Freeston, um, who, who's kind of been around, a nice experienced defender who plays on the left. And then a youngster in the middle called um, Caleb Taylor, who's on loan from West Brom. For me, it's about kind of bullying and getting into that. And if it's mm. Tom on his own, you've got to get those wide players. You've got to get the Jack Diamonds or the Danny Mandrews close to it and let, and let our wide players deal with their kind of wing backs and their wide threats um, and, and go from there. I think they're going to try and play football. I think they'll try and play a little bit of football like we do. So I think that that's going to be, um, that's going to be key. So you're going to be then looking at the midfield battle. You're going to be looking at Matty Virtue in the middle of the park um, and you're going to be looking at Max Sanders and, and okay, they've got, um, like I say, Circum in the middle. It's, do you know what? It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. Because they're basically a three-four-three, which is what we've been playing. But they play kind of two up top with one in behind, so they play like quite mm. a tight three. Um, yeah, Ryan Broom. Ryan Broom plays on the left. That's interesting. So yeah, it's it's just going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a tough game. And like you say, it's all right to say this is one that we should be winning, but there are no games at this level that we should be winning. So, and if you're expecting to see Ellis Chapman play, by the way, you know he's at Cheltenham. He's out on loan. At the moment. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's got. He was injured, wasn't he? I think he's gone out on loan to to help yeah. his recovery. Yeah, he's gone out to Oldham. So, so. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think like you say. Dan and Lou's more or less nailed on to score at the weekend. Is I think he's only got three so far this season, but yeah, it's it's inevitable. Um, they don't actually when they they lost the Forest Green six shots one on target. They beat Charlton and had fewer shots than them. Um, they beat Wickham and had fewer shots. They drew with Ipswich. Their xG was zero point zero four. They had two shots one on target. Um, so they 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 look a little bit kind of. 
a little bit the same. Like they played Burton, they lost one nil against Burton uh, with with four shots, one on target. But then Morecambe, fifteen shots, five on target. Milton Keynes, fourteen shots. So they're a little bit hit and miss, I think, as well. Uh, so yeah, it'd be interesting. They've played a couple of under twenty one teams, like they were beaten by West Ham under twenty ones. But then they Chelsea under twenty ones, they had eighteen shots, eight on target. So they're, they're they're a little bit hit and miss as well. So it's it's one of those where you, you kind of yeah. You, you're wondering which Cheltenham and which Lincoln turn up because if yeah. if the good Lincoln and the poor Cheltenham turn up, it could be a big win. If the good Cheltenham and the poor Lincoln turn up, it could be the other way around. But then that's how finely balanced this division is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, what do we reckon in terms of uh, in, in terms of that that spot on the right wing? Do we reckon it's going to be Charles Wernham still, or do we think Danny Mandrew is going to come Danny in? Danny Mandrew. I think it's it, it's a positive that he got involved on Saturday. Obviously, it was a positive that he started on Tuesday. I think he he obviously coming back from injury struggled to make an impact on Saturday, but by the sounds of it, had a decent enough game on on Tuesday night before coming off after about an hour. Um, whether he makes it a full ninety on Saturday, I don't know. No, Probably I don't won't. Think so. Do you yeah. what? I don't even like to see my wingers make a full 90, my, my wingers, Lincoln wingers. I like <laughs> yeah. to see your wingers get 65, 70 minutes, take them off, and then you bring somebody else on fresh legs. If, you've, yep. if you're, if you're, let's say, if you're Sean Long at fullback, if I called him Sam Long earlier, which I think I might have done, my apologies, but if you're Sean Long at, full, at, at right centre-back and you've had Danny Mandrew on you for 60 minutes, 65 minutes, or Jack Diamond and Danny Mandrew swapping and they're getting tired and you're getting tired and then... Charles Vernon comes on, who's who's full of pace, he's full of tricks, he's going to take you on. Cheltenham aren't then going to go, oh, well, we'll take off long and bring on somebody with more legs. So it's going to be, mm. you know, the latter stages of Saturday's game could be important. And it's really important that we get those players back. It's really important, Jordan Garrick, by the way, coming back, and it'll fly under the radar. But Garrick's a player we might rely on because he's he can play through the middle. And if Ben House is injured, Tom Hopper gets 65, 70 minutes. We might actually go 4-4-2 up top and put Garrick and Diamond up top or put you know, Garrick and Mandrio and bring Vernon and Diamond and have that kind of just four explosive um, kind of players a- a- across the front. So, um, yeah, another positive there. It'd be interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the, just you say with like putting the four four powerful players across the top, it sounded like that's what Everton's under-21s did a little bit on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, at least in the great. commentary, it sounded like they they kind of just flooded it towards the end, which you know that it led to potentially led to that opportunity that we got our final goal with. But um, yeah, well, then, yeah, I mean they sent their goalkeeper up. So well, yeah, oh okay, yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um, so cool. Um, but yeah, is there anything else Cheltenham wise that we we need to talk about? I, I don't really think there's been there's not been a huge amount other than the stuff we've spoken about this week, has there? Uh, we've spoken about two games. We've done two previews and two bits of news, which is a hell of a lot more than we normally do. So, yeah, and you've not taken the piss out of me all that much. So, no, no, I should have done. <laughs> Missed but, opportunities. Um, yeah, I must be off my game because somebody had their finger in my bum yesterday. <laughs> and then you went to the doctors. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, but we Actually, did probably not bum, 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 something else. <laughs> <laughs> we did promise you an announcement. Um, yep. So Shall I, I will hand it? you over. I'll hand you over to Gaz because he's the one that's kind of had the emails and stuff about it, and we've just been talking about it uh, with me. So take it away, Gaz. So um, as of hopefully next week, uh, there'll be a slight change with the podcast as we are joining the Talk Sport Fans Network. So um, it's an initiative that they haven't done a hard launch on it yet, but their intention is to have a podcast for each of the the 92 football league clubs and some, from, I think, from Scotland as well. One podcast, one point of contact, um, and we will kind of go under their banner. When I say that, nothing will change in terms of content. Um, we won't be um, doing anything specific uh, around TalkSport. It's the same podcast, the same people. We're not going to be constrained. I'm not going. They're not going to say, "Oh, you can't call Ben a knob or whatever." Um, I'm going to be able to do all of that, and, and and he's going to be able to buy it back. What it means is that there will be um, some advertiser input. So at the 
beginning of the show there will be an advert there will be one mid-roll which is probably the one that will impact people uh, and then there will be one at the end as well um the uh, the reason that we're doing this one we've actually been pursued by a couple of people sports social or another one i think mm-hmm. fan podcasts are a way that that um, that certain sort of outlets are, are trying to build their own platforms. So TalkSport are very keen on kind of building their own platform. They claim to be for the fans. Um, and, and the guy I've spoke to said, how can we be for the fans if we don't have any fan voices? Um, so you might hear the odd advert for the Stacey West on TalkSport. If they don't sell advertising, in there, they're going to advertise certain clubs, podcasts and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's exciting that the will they will be paying us money um, from the adverts, obviously. So first of all, there's a saving for Ben and I. Um, we we pay to put this on. I mean, it's come out. I think of the the, the Patreon money uh, the last two times, maybe I don't know. Um, but we we pay to put this on. That won't be happening anymore. Uh, we'll be hosted on a different platform, which I'll explain in a moment. Uh, but we will then get a small monthly income as well. And what we've said we'll do with that is pop that monthly income to one side. And then at the end of a season uh, or the beginning of a following season, we might seek to sponsor a player. We might seek to do something charitable around it. We, we'll see kind of how the mood takes us and how much there is there. So the upshot for you guys is the only real difference is we won't be on Podbean anymore. So if you get your mm-hmm. podcasts through Podbean, uh, you're going to have to look up ACAST, A-C-A-S-T, uh, and that will be the platform we're publishing on. I think Ben looked at some numbers, and there's 10% of you out there, which is about 60 to 70 people, maybe a bit more, who who listen on Podbean. So just be aware of that. Um, otherwise, specifically the Podbean app as well. This Podbean so, app, yeah. Yeah, so the, the Podbean, if you're listening on the Podbean app, then it will need to change. I'll probably put some audio up Um yeah once we've got all the details through about what you'll need to do for that. But if you listen to it via the the, uh, the post that Gaz does on the site, nothing's going to change there. They'll still be there. If you get it through iTunes or whichever podcast service, they will all stay the same. Everything's, you know, the promise is when we move over, it's, it's all seamless from a listener point of view, unless I think, I think it's the Podbean app that's, that's potentially yeah. going to need to change. Um, it might mean uh, that we put a little bit more content out there. I might start putting one dog walk a week out and things like that as well. We, we shall just see. I think from our point of view, we've never we don't we've never used the pod to make money. Um, and and for the first three years or so, I think we paid out of our own pockets, didn't we? Um, yep. To host it, and then uh, we paid out of the the Patreon. But it's just got to a point where it makes sense. You know, if it wasn't us going on Talk Sport, then somebody else, Lincoln based, may well have got the opportunity. It seems like a good opportunity. If it doesn't work after a season, then we'll 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 come off. But um so there will be the odd advert. We're not going to be advert laden, we're not going to be piling them on left, right, and centre. You know, we've we've kind of got that commitment that they work on a what I think they call it a one 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 model, which is one at yep. the start, one in the middle, one at the end. So um, we'll see. And we've also they've asked us if we have any issues with certain advertisers. The only one, the only advertiser that we've said we won't have anything to do with is uh, is the Sun newspaper. Yep, because we won't do anything with them at all. Absolutely. So we'll keep you informed. I'll put an article on the site when we know what's going on um and and obviously stay in touch on social media and that sort of thing so but we've signed up today so hopefully that'll be something that comes over the next couple of weeks be quite exciting saying we're on a talk sport podcast yeah it's it's weird i mean you know kind of i've always sort of explained the origins of the podcast it was you know something that we we thought about doing for you know i think you said oh we'll do this for a few weeks and then see if it goes anywhere and it's it's kind of blossomed into what it is um and it's nice to sort of have that recognition um you know it's not it's not why we do it we do it because it's fun and and i'm sure gaz enjoys taking the piss but you know (laughs) you know it's it's nice um and to to sort of have somebody from a national place come to us and say right you know we'd like you to be the lincoln city part of our network it's it's quite a it feels like a bit of an achievement in some respects it's either that or cornell (laughs) You know, but it, it it is nice to to sort of have that, and um, yeah, like we say, the content won't change, um, with the possible exception of of there being slightly more of it. Um, we are looking to well, we've been looking for a while to to uh, different ways of potentially structuring a couple of things in the podcast. So maybe in the new year we might have um, a couple of slight tweaks to things, but nothing's going to change. 
um, in terms of the stuff that people listen to, people enjoy. Um, and when we say, by the way, we're putting more out, that's not contractual. Uh, that's oh, no, 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 at all. No, we're, no. Doing, we're doing more more money potentially for good causes. And and, and the fact yeah. is when I do a, a dog walk, I get kind of 300, 350 views on YouTube on a dog walk or six to 700 listens. So there's clearly a market for it. Um, yeah. So um, we'll see, but you know, we just don't want it to become evasive. You know, it won't be an, an advert every 10 minutes or anything like that. Cause I don't no. want to be involved in something like that. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, ultimately the thing is we, when we said, Oh, you know, it'll be, an extra few quid a month it was the, the thought was immediately well let's see if we can you know somehow use it to benefit the club or benefit uh, causes around us rather than you know sit there and, and look and see what we can you know what lego i can buy for example not that you'd ever let me use it for that anyway well no obviously not <laughs> no <laughs> not that's um no, yeah, it's an exciting uh, thing because obviously, yeah. you know, I think there will be a slight change. I think we need to put need to put part of the Talksport network on the on the artwork or something. But yeah, we'll come, we'll come up. We'll, we'll, there'll be some small changes, but nothing major. It's fine. Absolutely, it's good news. It's exciting news. Um, so I don't know whether we're doing a podcast next week because it would be a couple of days before Christmas, but it's likely. So it's just actually the WhatsApp group. Stacey West group has been going mad and Chris has just messaged said are we doing one next week so um, highly likely I don't know whether we'll do a live Christmas special it's probably unlikely but we will see have we spoke about this before because Chris has mentioned that as if we've spoken about it before I didn't know if it was something I'd done drunkenly I might have done it drunkenly in the pub because I did watch Uh, yeah I mean it might have been in person but yeah uh, you're not there so I know know. but uh, yeah stay tuned because there are (laughs) So we wrap it up. We're rambling foot. now, and I can hear. I'll say no. There, there are there are things afoot. So oh, yeah, uh, yeah, there is there is more big news in the new year. I mean, what number episode are we on now? One nine two. One nine two. So okay, so we're closing in on. Could. Yeah. Two hundred. Oh, okay. Need to think That's about something for that, don't we? Yeah. If only. Well. Yeah. All right. Hmm. We'll have a think about that, and until then. Well, we won't because we know what we're doing, and um, we've just got to firm it out. No, there's no point in being that. I hate all that. I hate that fake them. You're like, oh, we'll think about that when we know what we're doing. People listening yeah. are going to go, they know what they're doing. We know what we're doing. Yeah. We just can't announce it yet and we can't flesh it out yet, but it will be fucking brilliant. It will. Yeah. Which I'm is unlike excited. the other 199 episodes. <laughs> oh, no, we did, well, the, no, yeah, take, we did take, the lives. Yeah, the I'll Mark say Kennedy take a few live. of them out because we did the live one. Yeah, and there's the ones you weren't on. <sighs> Anyway, that. I'm gonna cut that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that too mean. Um, no, we will. Uh, we will see you soon. But until yeah. then, hope the imps. Hope the imps. Oh, The 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.